say song, pull him up. Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to, I guess this is the first episode of the podcast, but kind of the fourth episode of us doing this. Um, we've we dabbled in YouTube, but we we've had some requests from from people who are enjoying what we did on YouTube. They wanted something maybe a, a smidge shorter on um, in the form of a podcast, I guess, so they can only hear our voices. Uh, in their commute, I suppose. Um, why wouldn't you? So, so yeah. So this is the ninety percent water podcast, and in true craft fashion, each each episode will be given uh, a name, uh, a witty craft beer related name. So, episode one, Lyle, is is titled exactly what? So, titled I say some, pull them up. Nice, nice. Uh, which was and can you explain why can yeah you, can you say an angry self um usa accent oh yeah you need to deliver it in a full deep yeah. south redneck ah uh, uh, you son pull him up <laughs> very good very good that's why you did drama you probably got an a um what, what a waste of time that was yeah. <laughs> so yeah so this is i think a story where where low low hacking trousers is <clears throat> has been outlawed in some town in the states in true u.s fashion one of these mad laws uh, i think they were just too fed up with people walking around with their asses hanging out so uh yeah we shared that story on the group chat and uh and the, the name of episode one has been has been born so tune in next week for another witty pun beer related <laughs> title <laughs> so too um, cool. So we have where we're going to do it as a podcast. We've got a few tweaks and changes. We've got a weekly challenge coming up that's kind of related to a little uh, brew dog fad that seems to be happening at the moment. And we're also then going to just talk a little bit about some some budget beer and whether all craft beer drinkers are wankers. So first of all, introductions, I suppose. I'm Mike. Um, gents, do you want to say hello? Hello, I'm Glenn. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm Lyle. You'll have to tune into the YouTube stuff to see exactly what we do, but essentially, I know very little and drink. Those two know a lot and drink, and that's kind of the basis of it. <laughs> um, I suppose, first of all, let's, let's, I'll give you, give you your challenge. So each week, we are um, picking a, a current affairs story, or I'm picking a current affairs story. Um, I'm going to give Glenn and Lyle the kind of the, the, the basis of what the story is all about. And then they have the episode to come up with a beer, a craft beer, what type of beer it is, what's, what, what's in it, what hops and what have you in it. And most importantly, with craft beer, what does the can look like? Because we all know that, that a good craft beer is defined by an eye-catching can design. So this, oh, is, yeah. this, is, this is following on from Brewdog's seemingly incessant need to make topical beers out of thin air in less than a week um, which all seem to be ipas which is interesting you don't have to do an ipa uh, be original you know we don't have a week to churn something out this could be uh yeah anything you want 
and uh, the idea would be is that we might even start to post a few of the recipes for these beers in, in, in due course. Your first story again comes from the USA, which I think quite a few of them will just because they seem to be the most ridiculous. A, uh, in Georgia, a police woman returned to her car to find something inside it. That thing was eating all of her paperwork and then proceeded to jump out the car when she intervened, headbutt her and run off. This was a goat. Um, so she, <laughs> she, she had come out of a house, found a goat in her car, eating all of her, her notes. And when she tried to stop the goat, the goat headbutted her, knocked her over. She was unhurt, thankfully, and the goat ran off. And I assume is still at large to this day. So, that, so there's your story. You have, however long it takes us to record this, <laughs> come up with something goat-related, I guess, or however, whatever okay. spin you wish to put on it. Nick yeah. brings to mind um, a wine, which um, playing on the Cote de Rome uh, name is called Goats de Rome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got to try and work saying out as a little bit funny. I mean, you you were freakishly good at this the other night when we had a little trial yeah. run. It took you was, yeah. seconds to come back with stuff. So I'm expecting big things from you, Lyle. Oh, thank you. Cool. Right. Well, now that that nonsense is out of the way until the end of the episode, let's let's press on. So cheap beer or, or cheaper mm. beer. Um, firstly, what are we all drinking, and then let, let's talk about it. This is um, this is what we're starting with. Yeah. So, side is it this? Is it they're they're all from one supermarket this week, are they? They are. They are. So, right. uh, so this I, week, can we say yeah. what supermarket? Uh, well, we, we've we've decided that we're going to have a look at um, different beers and the budget range. Now, lots of supermarkets are now offering essentially um, imitations of uh, lots of sort of big boy uh, brewery beers. Um, so we decided to pick one supermarket this week and have a look at their range. And this week we've chosen the supermarket Aldi, who are also um, relevant at the moment with uh, the Brewdog kind of theme, um, because they have produced a beer which very, very closely imitated um, uh, Punk IPA from Brewdog. Uh, and there's a whole new story behind it. So our first beer is one from Aldi. It's called Golden Torch. So session IPA, session parallel. It comes in at 3.9, 3.9%. Yeah. I had this, so I, I couldn't wait. I bought mine yesterday and I decided to have one beer last night. And it was this one. So I will uh, sit back and watch you two drink this. But I did make copious notes as I was drinking them. Mm. Um, Ooh, they, weren't, break, they weren't that copious. But Have you read the back of the can? I've oh, tried yeah. to see how much we can agree with what they describe it as. Do, how, why don't you read it for us, Glenn? Uh, yeah, give it a go. Uh, keep <laughs> the faith with this Soul Boys Session Pale Ale. Brewed with a banging blend of malts to bring a bit of body and sweetness to your spins and flips. No bitterness <laughs> is offset with accents of spice and citrus from Cascade and Eucanot hops. Cool. I mean, I can 100% say, based on my experiences last night, none of this happened. There was no spinning <laughs> flipping, for, for one oh, thing. Oh, sorry about that, mate. Um, and I, I didn't really get any spice. Citrus? Yeah, a little bit. 
little bit, but it kind of didn't hang around for long. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I could see why they got. I got. I get, I'm getting a bit of spiciness, but yeah, just on the tongue, on the front of the tongue. Sorry, but yeah, some um, nothing to it, is it? Hot water spring, yeah. springs to mind. I mean, I, I've. Again. I mean, as you, you but I've been sort of heavily delving into the alcohol or the 0.5% free sort of market, and it tasted pretty much just like that. Mm-hmm. You get an initial hit of flavour, and then it just disappears into carbonated water, effectively. Yeah, it's it's very thin. There's a lot of bitterness, mm. uh, a necessary amount of bitterness for the um, for the lack of body. So it just yeah. leaves the mouth feeling quite dry. Yeah, yeah, it's um, nothing. One pound, wasn't it? Yeah, 99 pence. 99p. 99p. I mean, so you, you get what you pay for, right? <laughs> I mean, in, in value for money terms, I would say it's an absolute win. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I compared it, for a pound, I, I compared it for to a those, pound. those little stubby green French beer bottles. Yeah. It kind of has that super lagery taste to it, though they do. But you get the flavour and then it all just kind of disappears off into a puff of dust and, and that's kind of that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I've bought, I was saying this to Glenn earlier, um, I've bought bottles of, of, of what they would call real ale in, in bottle mm. and had that for a pound. And that is terrible. Really? Um, uh, yeah, it's really, it's just really bad. I mean, I'm not going to put any names on it, but I've not had a good bottle of real ale that you could buy for a pound. No. Um, so it's interesting that you can buy a can um, for 99p. I've got to say that's more drinkable, um, immediately more drinkable than the real ale. And I wonder if it's just because it's hiding behind the hop character, it feels a lot fresher and tastier. But yeah, I mean, on deck. yeah, there's nothing exciting about that really I mean, for me. Odd, oddly, I think you you the fact that it, it kind of where, where it's a session pale ale, you could actually session it if you really wanted to. I think. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I think I think if you if you liked it enough, you definitely could drink it as a session ale for for three point nine percent. That's that's exactly what you want as a session ale. But yeah, um, you've got to enjoy it <laughs> to mm. drink a session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'd be very bored of it after two cans. Yeah. It's, it's an odd target. I don't think it's a bit of an odd target market. I'm trying to work it out. There's like, who would? Because you're into your like, for example, this is market stores. I guess people are kind of into beer mm. but also don't have the money to maybe not i don't know That's this is what i mean it's not maybe maybe it's not money is it a money thing i don't know it's i mean this this does cross over a little bit into what we're going to talk about in a bit about the whole kind of our craft beer drinkers wankers and what have you that article that we're going to talk about highlights price as being one of the things mm. and how people kind of turn their nose up at cheaper beer yeah so someone who only drinks IPA from independent, small, tiny brewers, are they going to come in and see this and just be like, I'm not even going to touch that? Yeah. So, what, like you what, say, who is this intended for? What, why gateway again? Why shouldn't that be okay? There's yeah, no, quite, I agree. Problem we're drinking. Are we being snobs by thinking that it's not good enough? For a quid, like, it's a quid. Exactly. Mm, but would you rather pay... One pound fifty. One pound fifty for a five hundred milliliter bottle of half decent beer. 
You well, know. well, we shall see what their one pound well, twenty yeah, can tastes like in a minute. Right. And see if there's well, any, that one, any difference. But, but okay, so Glenn, Glenn, can you can you buy a decent what you would think a decent craft no. beer at one pound fifty for five hundred mil? Uh, I can't think off the top of my head. No, maybe I'm trying to think the range right at the moment. I'm trying to think how much it costs for like a punk IPA, a can of punk IPA. Well, they're normally what six pound for four. Yeah. What, yeah so the, what? The standard, two standard rate two. at the three thirty. Yeah. So, so what? You're talking of no, well, at least another pound more, aren't you? For one pound fifty for a three. So one pound fifty. So it's fifty pence more. Yeah. Kind of size. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a significant increase in terms of percentage cost. Fifty percent mm. more cost. It's the same with wine, isn't it? If you buy a bottle of wine for five pounds. You, the duty costs three quid, so you're getting two pounds worth of wine. Whereas if you pay seven, eight pounds, you get more quality. So maybe yeah. the quality is in, in the cost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, like we've also got some, just I've, I've written down the prices of the different. So we've also got the free Ale Works Phantom Pale Ale, and that's exactly the same price. So that's also 99p. Mm. And immediately, that just looks like it's going to be better. Don't know why. <laughs> the, 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 the quality of, like, because I was saying earlier, like, the writing on the back of this is really poor. Like, there's nothing about who's made it, who's brewed it. There it should be, actually. It's, no, um, there, it's in tiny, tiny writing on the back. Yeah. Oh, the Williams Brothers Brewing. It says it's been canned exclusively for Audi by the Williams Brothers Brewing Company yeah. in Alloa. Now, I went onto their website last night, and they've got a whole range of their own um, crafts and bits and pieces. But is that a case of Audi want to push this as this is their thing? Or do Williams brothers kind of want to go, here's this for you. You're going to pay us lots of money for it. We don't really want our name splashed all over it. Well, it does say it's canned by them. It doesn't say it's exactly. Them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't say who's actually made it, which is interesting. Hmm. But yeah, you know, again, is that snobbery? Does it matter? Like, if you if you buy, um, let's go with uh, weirdly, let's go uh, international and go Mythos, which is a very popular Hellenic lager from Greece. Yeah. Like everyone loves Mythos and they drink it, but it's brewed by Carlsberg and it's brewed in the EU. Uh, same with Superbock. Uh, Superbock is a, a seen as one of the sort of prestigious Portuguese lagers. Yeah. And that's brewed by Carlsberg. So, you know, do yeah. do people care as much as we're looking into it? I don't know. Well, possibly not. I mean, you, you care when it's a small independent. I think that's what craft is, isn't it? Mm. And that suddenly feels not craft because it doesn't feel like it's made by someone significant. Mm. Or, or insignificant. Yeah. Maybe. Which is, yeah, interesting. Well, I think we'll hold back on some of that chat because that really does tie in very closely with what we're going to talk about in a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I mean, for, for 99p, the 18-year-old me in a car park in Fordingbridge would have been all over this for 99p, certainly. I mean, um, you're talking absolutely zero bridge, tolerance, it probably would have put me on my backside after. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what would your tasting notes be on that, Glenn? Oh, it's, yeah, it's dry, isn't it? I, I think... When you just said it's it's bought like you say you'd be bored by two cans. I was struggling to get to the end of that to be honest. Yeah. Mm. I 
I would, again, I, <laughs> is a good one. Would you? I would probably rather have a Budweiser than that. <laughs> Budweiser would be smoother. Yeah, yeah. I, I would rather have some macro stuff because it's you know if you have an, again if it's a session beer you were saying for let you know you, for about a pound you can get a bottle of Budweiser or less what, in it. What about if you're having it as a one-off? If some if someone pour that into a glass for you while you're somewhere and you're just sitting in someone's house having a drink not knowing what it was would you be content with it yeah yeah well well beer is well yeah <laughs> but i think that's beer more beer. Than, beer not peer beer. pressure is it but you know that sort of beer you know, pressure it's giving you a beer you go you know you kind of you're not gonna you know uh, to be fair, someone got me that beer. It's probably someone who's probably not quite into the whole beer thing. They just know I I like beer, so they got me the nicest looking thing, mm. you know. And I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna smile and go, yeah, lovely, thank you. Yeah. And then um. And what would you really think about it? I well, I really think about it. Well, I, I, you know, I can't see what. Hopefully, they have something else in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those, if you're really thirsty and there's nothing else. Yeah. Water's no good. You're like, yeah, okay. Then I will have a drink of that. Yeah. I mean, their display, they are obviously really pushing it. Well, I don't know about you guys when you got yours, but it was as soon as I walked into the shop, there was just like a wall of beer and it was all multicolored cans. And there was three or four different sort of orange and tangerine related flavors. And that I probably could have got another six different types. So they really are, you know, they're fruit salad flavors. That's, that's a beer I'd like. I'd like to have a fruit salad flavoured beer. I love fruit salads. As in the sweet? Yeah. Really? I've not found one yet that's got that fruit salad flavour. I'll get to Tell you what, that's a challenge. Yeah, there you go, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> you got to work it. Got, what was it? Pineapple? Oh, maybe a bit of mango. But you've got to, get that, you've got to have some lactose, a bit of creaminess. Anyway. Yeah, it's like some weird milkshake that's sour what. thing going on. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll try and post that. We'll try and post that at a later date. We'll try and create a recipe, me and you, Glenn. We'll create a recipe for it and we'll post that up, see if people can make it for us and tell us what they think. All right, so beer number one, okay. Yeah. Would you <laughs> yeah. buy again for 99p? Um, um, no. No. No, cool. Probably no. not. Uh, interesting facts for those people who give a good care. Um, the last beer claims to have Cascade and Equinox in it. Now, I'm assuming they've used US Cascade, um, Equinox, or it's called Equinot, um, but it was originally trademarked Equinox, um, but there was a, an argument about the um, about the trademark on Equinox, so they had to change it from Equinox with a Q to Equinot with a K and a Not at the end. So, um, yeah, it's a really interesting hot Equinot, actually. Um, it's actually really quite tasty, and Cascade could be fantastic on its own as a as a hop. So it frustrates me that that's a, a bad beer. Or exactly. sorry, it's not a bad beer. It's a very <laughs> boring beer because the hops, buggered up good good ingredients. Yeah, the hops in that could be really tasty, and that could be quite a tasty little thing. But so beer two, we've got the Free Kale Works Phantom Pale Ale, oh, wow. crafted oh. in small batches using Citra Mosaic, Topaz, Ella, and Galaxy hops. When I opened it, that was a good hops, you know. Yeah, this immediately feels, looks, and smells better. So a good wow. percentage point higher as well. 4.8. Smells, 
not that I know anything about it, but it smells a bit. Um, <laughs> Well, my car's a bit farty. <laughs> <laughs> skunky. Sulfury. Ah, oh, see, mine, mine doesn't. Yeah, mine's all good. <laughs> Maybe People I'm just. Like, everyone likes their own brand. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my my nose is just numb to a sulfury fart-like smell. Hmm. What what what's the what's the use by date on yours? Just out of interest. Uh, 30th of the 6th, 21. Same. Oh, fine. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Batch, hopefully. Well, not here saying, but it won't be saying batch, but might be. I don't know. Don't know oh, about it, that stuff. It, it should be if it's exactly the same date. Yeah. Doesn't mention any sign of a brewery. Can't see one anyway. No, it's nah. specifically produced for Audi stores. That's it. Let's see what I can find. Freak Aleworks. Yeah, I'm going to yes, go on, on, on tap and see what, what happened. It says there. Freak um, Aleworks, Phantom Pale Fa Okay, so maybe the brewery is in fact... Aldi's own brewery? No, unlikely. Or is it Freak Aleworks? As in well, I think they may the be the brewer. If, if they're oh, it's not, brains. it's brains, it's brains, uh, oh, brains. Brains do, brains do loads. Brains do, do beer as well, I think. I mean, saying, so, I mean that that's from the Beer Advocate website, so it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but that is from Brains, apparently. I, I believe the stuff at, at Lidl's, the Hatherwood range, is also brewed by. Oh, I'm, I'm making a massive assumption here, but I'm pretty sure I've looked up. That it's brewed by someone like Brains. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting if it's just like a a commissioning brewery that no longer produces their own beer or not not of that range, and they just brew other people's. Mm. So this one does again doesn't have any uh, doesn't have any ingredients in it. No. Um, it it oh. does say that it contains gluten, but nothing about about the ingredients. It says crafted in small batches. Small is obviously a very difficult term to. Yeah. Work yeah. Out. Small batches using Citra, Mosaic, Topaz, Ella, and Galaxy. So, so there's at least three, three hops there that are really big in the craft beer scene. Uh, Citra, Mosaic, and Galaxy are, are like the, the big boys um, of that kind of tropical, juicy um, beer style. Have you guys tried it yet? Yeah. Much I mean, better backbone to it's it. It's better back, yeah. But I'm not getting anything specific from it. Could just be my knackered taste buds, but... Yeah, I, I can see what you mean. There's a strong um, citrus smell, isn't it? I, I, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for a bit more of something to just take over. I mean, it is, it is definitely better than the other one. Oh, I don't know. I think it's it's thicker. It tastes um, it tastes thicker, but it's it's more bitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't marry. There's no there's no aroma from the hops there at all. You get a bit on the nose. Yeah, strange. Like, but very piney. Very. I can uh, taste nothing now. My mouth is completely. There's no sensation in there whatsoever. 
but there's yeah, there's not a lot of flavour in that at all, is there? I prefer it though. Yeah. I yeah, still prefer yeah. it just because it's got yeah that sort of better body to it, better mouthfeel. Maybe I mean I think yeah. If I was down to my last pound and it had to be spent on one of these two beers, it would be this one. It, it would be yeah. It would be this one yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is more balanced. It's just there's not enough of anything coming through. Yeah. So if they're putting in all of these different hops. Are they just not putting in a, a lot of it, or are they older hops? Are they? Ooh, good question. Well, there's, there's, yeah, there's lots of. I mean, I'm sure there's a thousand ways you can ruin a beer, but there, I mean, the there are, again, sort of going on to our last segment about um, uh, hipsters. Uh, sorry, no, uh, craft beer drinkers being wankers. Mm. Um, I think there's also a bit of a thing in craft beer brewers as well. Um, I know some brewers who will only use last year's crop um, of of hops, and they tend to be, you know, five pounds a kilo more expensive if you're going for sort of the big big names uh, than sort of years before them. Now there is a reason for that. Obviously, people say they're fresher if it's last year's hops, and they've got less time to oxidise or less time to be um, in contact with the air or or the sun or anything like that. Um, but there are some hop merchants who buy their stuff in on a massive scale in big in big bales and then they break out themselves so there's still lots of oxidization process it's kind of boring but you can buy hops like from still currently you can buy hops from like 16 2016 harvest year and they're damn sight cheaper to use and because they're vac packed and if you buy them from the right company there's very, you know, there is some difference, but it's not like enough to really care about no. uh, if you're making a mass-produced beer. So something like this, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they are using an older hop. There's no reason why you'd pay absolute premium price for a hop if you're going to be selling it for 99p. Well, that's it. They can't be, can they? I mean, at that price. And, and I don't blame them. Uh, that, that doesn't mean it's. That doesn't mean they're using them right. I'm not saying that that is why the beer is that is it is, but that may be a contributing factor. Yeah, I mean it's it's not unpleasant. I don't, I'm not finding it unpleasant. I'm yeah. just not finding it anything. Yeah, yeah. it's not it's not pleasant. That's what, I mean, I drink beer because I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So that I mean, is it, it's only unpleasant because I'm not excited by it. Yeah. Again, like. Glenn, if you're at a party and someone gave you that, what would you think? Yeah, I'll say yeah, thank you. <laughs> I might have a, you know, to be fair, I would probably go back for two or three if yeah. that was it. Um, I would drink that over a Budweiser. Okay. Yeah. Wow, well, using Budweiser as like the bottom mark. <laughs> I think so generally, yeah, I think that's not a bad one. I think, yeah, but again, Sophia, so I got, I've got a can of tribute next to me. Is it? Yeah, I'll, that. You know. That's a thing. It's you see that on the supermarket shelf. That's ninety nine p. Tribute. Well, that's the thing. The tribute can I got was five pound for four. Mm. You know, it's it's like that. I would go that any day because you know it's so much nicer. <laughs> what were we stuff. expecting from a ninety nine p beer? I don't know. That's the thing. 
was there was literally no expectation. It didn't even cross my mind that it wouldn't be as flavoursome. Don't know why. Just didn't. Yeah. I mean, it is it is flavoursome, just not in the way you want a craft beer to be. It's it's no definition in it, and it's not it's not like there's no focus. It's just like an explosion of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I think this again. This is a bit the sort of the wankiness of it all. Um, <laughs> how, how much? How much do you need to pay before you're satisfied that what you're getting is a decent product, or how much are you willing to pay to get something that you think is going is a good product? Yeah. So, if you pay four pound for a can of something, you have a high expectation of being good, but are you more likely to get something that's good? Mm. Or, you know, and the, I'm starting to to realise that actually maybe I'm not sure craft beer is for me in any shape or form, or or certainly the the the, the pale ales, because now we're at the cheaper end. I don't really like that. It's drinkable, but I don't really like that. And at the higher end, where you can actually get flavour, like like specific flavours out of it, I find them just a like bit too, I find them a little bit too much. So <laughs> I think, I think oh, yeah. I mean, I must be just an awkward bastard to to, to make beer for. I think. Um, yeah, well, I think coffee porter and chocolate stout is kind of that's that's my that's my, uh, that's my full game. Partly that's a good thing because it means that you have found the thing that you like, which is mm. great. That means there's lots of choice and you get to pick, you know, you've got a wealth of choice within that. So even if you like something very specific, like I, I like um, ice cream IPAs, there are still hundreds of those available. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. You're not stuck drinking one can of drink forever. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's, that's the thing I did notice, though, isn't it? Uh, when, you, when I went to Aldi for these cans, it was pale ale or session IPA. Yeah, yeah. There was no. There was no. That's not point. even a st- like even a sign of a porter or a stout. No. Or even. No. Just. But is it bad that I kind of I want to like IPA? Um. Like I keep going back to it because I want to have that I think it's one. Because I think it's, this is the reckon, one I really like. I get it. Of, do you reckon it's the way it's marketed to you? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That's the thing, it's just always been in vogue, hasn't it? The old IPAs. Um, yeah. You know, what's a new one coming out? Um, yeah, well, obviously, like, there's a thing, like, IPAs have changed completely, haven't they? So, was it 10 years ago, you just had the normal West Coast IPA, which is just bitter, hitting in your face, sort of piney hops, and then you've gone with some weird, you know, and then within 10 years, we've had all sorts of IPAs come out. So, Black IPA, what happened to that? Yeah, that came and went very quickly. Brute IPA. Have you had, did you hear that fad for about in 2018? Where 20, they lit, yeah, they lit 18 they, days or 20. it wasn't long. It was, <laughs> but like, um, what they did was basically ferment um, the beer down right to like wine dryness sort of taste and then chuck a load of hops in. That didn't last long. Um, obviously, you got New England IPA, which is a lot more smoother and just literally drinking juice sometimes. Yeah. Again, it's not. I'm, I'm more West. Co- I prefer the West Coast stuff compared to the yeah. East Coast, New England stuff. And then you have got the new ones. Come, well, something called a Mountain IPA, which I've been hearing about, where you've where it's a mixture of both, where you've somehow got the smoothness of like the IPA from New England, like the smooth juiciness with the bitterness of West Coast IPA. Um, What's it? it's so interesting? Just, you've got like West Coast, which is like an entire 
yeah. half of a country, <laughs> or, you know, a quarter of a country at the very least. Um, bearing in mind you've got the sort of north central, south central, whatever. But and then you've got New England specifically have, have designed this, and this is very much particular. But then everyone around the world calls it a New England IPA, even though it's not. It, it's just a. I know it's a style. But why are they so desperate to like make that the thing? Why do they have to say, oh, by the way, when you're drinking it, it's a New England style IPA? Why don't yeah. they just say it's an IPA and you drink it and you go, that's delicious? Mm. What? Why do they have to sort of hang on to these these concepts? Uh, yeah, these labels as if it's more important that you know what it is. You know, any IPA has become like a thing on cans. Yeah, even if it's brewed in the UK. Like, and you, yeah, but we're old England. Why isn't it called an old England IPA? <laughs> oh no, because that would be some sort of the old English IPA that was going to India. <laughs> like, I, I don't. It, it's so, the the naming of it just bemuses me because everyone sort of adheres to the rules and and uses the names, and yet nobody really cares or knows what they are. No, strange, isn't it? Mm. Well, yeah. well, I've got to it say, it ties into being wankiness, doesn't it? Yeah, it, well, we'll come to that. Yeah, calm exactly. Down. Calm down, Glenn. Calm down. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've got to say, drinking this, I, I don't think I'd drink another one. I'm, I'm bored of this. It's way too. It's, it's almost trying to be like Sierra Nevada in terms of its bitterness and hoppiness, but it's, nah. I mean, I had to drink all of that quite quickly to get any flavour out of it. Just basically, just absolutely assault my face with it, and then I can taste something for a split second, and then it's gone. Oh, so better or worse? Sorry, than the first one. This is better than the first one. Better than the first one. Definitely. I don't know why I picked my pen up. Like I'm going to make notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm gonna> <laughs> I'm going to be wanky and say I don't think it was any better or worse. It's different, but I don't think it was any better or yeah. worse. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Oh. I mean, maybe while we're finishing this one, then instead of hammering through these beers double quick, we should maybe go on to the whole kind of that the article. So, I don't know. Did you read it in the end? So Coleman, who was on an episode that we've recorded, but we can't actually allow out for for people to listen to yet. Um, he he posted on our on our group chat uh, an article by Anthony Gladman on uh, Beer Fifty Two. Which basically, I think it it was essentially asking whether craft beer drinkers are in fact just massive wankers, um, in the same way that people who drink and are really um, really fussy about their coffee and how they make the brew their coffee, where they get their beans from, and I, I'm definitely in that camp. So I'm very particular about my coffee. So that probably does make me a, a huge drink. Yeah, um, <laughs> we'll do that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but 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 then it kind of then progresses on from there, and not just in the sense that if you are really passionate about something, well, why wouldn't you want it to be really good? Mm-hmm. Like if you like IPAs, why wouldn't you want the best IPA for your taste? And if that costs you fifteen pounds for one can, then cool, crack on. Um, but it was more that actually is the 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 kind of the wankiness of it putting people off trying these things and is that then especially at the moment with covid and the breweries and that kind you know the beer sales are down 
some breweries just aren't even producing anything if people don't feel that they can even go into a a, a bar that only sells craft beer because they're going to get judged they're going to get laughed at is that going to just kill off the industry for you know in, in in the long run if it just gets so niche and people only want to drink certain types then someone strolls into the bar and says yeah i'll have a pint of stella please mate and the whole place just stops and laughs at them and then they <laughs> eat. like does that exist and is that is that going to be the the potential downfall of 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 this in- industry that's kind of what what the article is getting at yeah which I think it does exist to an extent. How much yeah, exists I mean, in other industries? And like yeah, you're saying about coffee, or about wine. Wine's always had that arty farty sort of stuff about it, didn't it? But yeah, same with I say, yeah, I don't know. Again, the wine seems to have done all right. Whiskey. Oh, yeah, that's I another one that comes to mind. When you talk about wine, it's interesting, isn't it? Because. We kind of accept that that's been something that's been happening for years. Mm. So when, when we think of like a wine snob, we think of someone who's probably older, probably got a bit of money, certainly middle class, if not of the upper class, um, red nosed, um, really, really <laughs> red nosed stuff. That's, that's a stereotype, of course. I think the problem we have then converting it to beer is that the beer in the, the beer world is all about young people. Mm. It's all about uh, people who are fresh and new to the, the world they're not old people in fact the old people are the ones who are kind of very anti-craft beer mm. um, and there is a massive divide I think in wine there isn't a divide between old and young or, or uh, kind of snobs and not in the same way there is the craft scene it seems to have been amplified and, and I, I do gen, genuinely wonder whether it's you know uh, the craft beer scene hit at the same time as social media was big I think social media has really changed the way that we view craft beer because uh, the number of young people who interact with uh, the idea of small craft breweries and people taking pictures of like uh, that is a fairly common scene. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, yes. That's what people. That's what people do. I think. Um, I think the way that people interact with. Uh, craft beer is very different to wine and I do think it is isolating I do think it's changed certainly from my point from the industry point of view um, I've been speaking with people recently the brewery I, I work for now uh, is selling beer in cans and um, there's been a lot of people in our local area so those of you that are in Salisbury it's pretty rural and a lot of the outlying villages and stuff people drink cask ale that's what they do whereas if you go to London everyone drinks keg but cans just are a real hard sell, and yet majority of craft beer comes in cans. Uh, and there's definitely a snobbery that exists, certainly from the older generation, about what sh- what a container should be. But from a younger point of view, they don't care about cans, but they do seem to care about craft. So I, I, I don't know, I don't know where it all comes from really. But there's, I think there's definitely. Um, sort of snobbery about what is craft beer and what it should be and what it should taste like and look like. Yeah. I mean, does it matter that, that, that it exists? Which was kind of from, from reading the articles, my, my takeaway from it. It's like, okay, basically this article is just saying people are judgmental. 
is yeah. that if if you don't like what that person likes, you're going to look at them and go, well, I don't like that. And they'll say, yeah. well, I don't care because I do like it and I'm willing to pay £7 for a pint of it. Yeah. And then yeah, that's yeah. kind of where it should stop then. Yeah. But it's also you've got to think of a degree of actually how much does the stobbish, stobbishness actually, you know, create that innovation for a new bit. Hmm. You're always going to have those super hipstery people that are always looking for some sort of ridiculously ridiculous flavour stuff. Hence why you get all these silly sounding beer names. Yeah, yeah. It's because of these people who are these snobbish people mm. who are always trying to stand out from everyone else. Yeah. You know, they're making these brewers, brewies, silly things. What a, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain it really. But like, um, you know, like you hear those fruit milkshake IPA things whilst they're saying it's a brewer's having a good old laugh in the brewery. And even though they still need to sell the beer, so they need to know that somebody's going to buy it still. Mm. And it's those sort of people. It's not going to be your average Joe drinker, is it, that's going to get that stuff? No. I, I think the names, the names of the beers are interesting because I think the names of the beers, so take, for example, Beaver Town's Neck Oil. Is it Neck Oil? Mm -hmm. I, and, I mean, there's lots of other beers around, so that's not the only beer. Uh, but with that, if you take their their beer name and their branding, I think the beer names and the branding are a direct result of what the market's doing. I think actually the naming and the branding is behind what the scene is because people will drink whatever is good, and when people get on, when big companies or any company get realizes there's an idea, they jump onto it. So in order to jump onto it, they've got to make something that sounds good, looks good. And can sell. So, Beaver Town weren't the first ones on the scene. There was lots of other beers like theirs out there, but they threw a load of money at marketing and stuff, and then they were sold loads. So now they've become the big boys, yeah. and everyone's just constantly playing against what's already happened. So, someone somewhere created a what have you said a, a fruit milkshake, <laughs> and someone loved it, um, and it probably got a bit of a name. And maybe on Instagram, Facebook did well. And one of the big companies went, there's some money in this. They threw a load of money at it. And now it's suddenly become a thing. And it's it's a commercial it's thing. got the marketing right. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, think the, I think the big businesses are actually behind the scene. They always have been. Because it is driven by small independents. Um, but I think it's become so saturated now with so many things that everyone's now going for the big people and not the small people. And it's, nobody knows where it starts anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, where does this stuff come in? So, the, 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 the cheaper mm. cheaper beers that we're having tonight. Because if there is a level of snobbery within the, the drinking community of craft beer, they're going to turn their nose up at a 99p can of beer. Oh, yeah. It's not that. So, so it's not aimed at them. No. But then it's but not going to be aimed at people like my dad who would go in and he would only buy. The beer, a beer that he's, he'll probably, if it's can, he'll probably buy Guinness. Old or Budweiser. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So he's not going to do it either. So you're not getting the people who already drink the craft beer. You're not getting the older people who are very much set, this I drink lager or I drink stout or I drink whatever. Who is this intended for? Because craft beer, cheap craft beer seems to almost go against what 
the kind of your typical craft beer drinker is. Nine times out of ten, it's white, middle-class male who, in some areas, won't go into these shops and certainly would turn their nose up at a beer that's less than a pound for a can. And then they'll try it once and think, well, actually, that's that's absolute pants. I'm not going to have that again. So who's it got? I think you've got to look at craft beer the same way as you look at lagers. So there are lots of premium lagers out there. Like, when was the last time you went and bought a beer Moretti? When was the last time you went and bought a, what, a Prony, supposedly, also, you know, a premium brand? Um, you probably might do because you're into to beer drinking. Um, but there's still a massive market for those cheap French stubbies you were talking about. No, there are. There are. Uh, yeah. People still buy that, and that's because they still want beer, and they like a particular style of beer, which is lager, but they don't want to pay the premium, even for things like Carling and Carlsberg. I mean, Carling is still the number one drunk beer in the UK. That astounds me. That's that's amazing that yeah. that's a sort of thing because how many company craft beer companies have made a shitload of money from selling beer in the UK, and yet Carling still massively outstrips them by like five to one. Yeah. Uh, I think the the beer the craft beer market is still less than ten percent of the entire beer market. Yeah. Hey, that's ridiculous. And mm. um, so in the same way, like. Although we're, I think we are not part of the demographic of drinking craft beer from supermarkets because we are perhaps wealthy enough, perhaps um, fortunate enough to have an access to independent craft beer, so we appreciate it. And there are lots of people who want, who enjoy the beer, enjoy hoppy beers. Um, what craft beer kind of is? I think this answer the question: that what is craft beer? It's this. I mean, to so many people, this is what it is. Mm. Um, and a they, nice can and some crap beer. Well, not yeah, but you're that's a, you're judging it. But, but that's my judgmentalness, isn't it? It's the hot forward beer in a can with a label. That's what craft beer is to them, and they will drink it, and they will sell. They only have to sell a hundred units in one shop. And they've got a thousand units in 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 the country, a uh, thousand shops in the country. So they've got a hundred thousand uh, units sold every single week. Um, and that makes the money. You know, mm. what small brewery has got that kind of uh, coverage? They haven't. Brewdog's getting there by having all their pubs. Um, but other than that, small breweries don't have a thousand shops across the UK that sell only their beer. Yeah. Uh, so they, you know, they've, hit, they've basically nailed a little point in the market. So do you think then, so obviously, I mean, we, we can, have you guys finished that beer? We can crack Yeah, it. should we open the anti-establishment well, should, should IPA? Should we do the, the anti-establishment? <laughs> so the one that caused all of the, all of the, uh, all of Sorry. the brawls. And do you think that, although it was very tongue-in-cheek, like the, the whole Audi Brewdog thing, or it was, it's, it came across as very tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> do you think Brewdog are a little bit concerned about this? Because, like you say, they can sell huge numbers at very cheap prices mm. to a much, much bigger audience than Brewdog can, even, potentially. Mm. So does this concern them? Would this concern the, the bigger? Because I mean, if, you're a smaller, if you're a small craft beer producer, okay, it's a different pond that you're fishing in compared to, to, to these guys and, you know. So was 
because I think didn't didn't Brewdog come back with uh, with like a, oh only if we can produce one that's called like Yaldi or something. Well, like they that. just they just made one. They they didn't even ask about it. They just went straight in on the on it. They had a legal team behind them. They went, we're going to make Yaldi. Okay. How how much was this one? I've forgotten. This one was one pound. I want to say one pound forty nine or I'll one pound. It might be one pound nineteen. Hold on, hold on. I was taking pictures like an absolute weirdo in the shop. <laughs> if it is, if it's one pound fifty, I'm going to preempt your response. That's no, one pound nineteen. One pound nineteen. So that um, that undercuts the price of Bruno because I'm pretty sure you can get Punk IPA for six pounds for four, which means one pound fifty a can. So if this is one pound nineteen, that's undercutting it by thirty one p. Yeah. So, I guess unit by unit. I, d- I don't think Brewdog are worried. Glenn, you were you, you're quite suspicious about it. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, <laughs> have have Brewdog had any any hand in this, or what? Do they actually stand to benefit from this as almost like a gateway into like try this one on the cheap if you like it? While we then have all of these thousands of ipas that we're bringing out every third day <laughs> for you to try and you'll never get bored of drinking brew dog beer um i i think um that's a conspiracy theory <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like i understand why you might think that but I, I don't think if it turns out the other way then i'm sorry but i, I don't think our um brew dog had anything in it i think audio genuinely just genuinely just trying to jump on the uh, yeah jump on the bandwagon that smells quite like punk IPA. It does. It tastes nothing like it. No, it tastes absolutely nothing like it. I was gonna, I was keeping quiet, but which might be a good thing. <laughs> no, but only because you would, if if it did taste the same, that would be that would be terrible. Well, that's when it becomes bad news for, for Brewdog, doesn't it, essentially? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think Audi could ever do that. So, I mean, there, there might have been a, oh, my God, Audi have done this, send the work experience boy off to the nearest Audi immediately. Then as soon as they've cracked into the first can, they're like, it's all right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're all good. It's this shit. Is not... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll yeah, tell you I mean... what, I think, I think that's my favourite so far. Yeah, 20p extra. Oh no! It's, it's a weird, it's a weird combination of aroma and flavour. Doesn't quite marry. Let's see yeah. What, let's see what the can's saying. It's almost like it's been in a can. It tastes like it's been in a can. I mean, smell-wise. <laughs> Sorry for a second because I got you two on the camera. It looks like Glenn's watching you slide <laughs> <over> here. <laughs> Glenn was looking down and like you were having a good old look at Mike. <laughs> what do you think of the movie? <laughs> like it's quite, there, there's definitely, I see what you mean. Like it smells quite fruity, quite zesty. It smells quite brewdoggy, but not quite. I mean, you have to really, really, really have a good old sniff <sighs> to get anything from it, but it is there. So, what's it saying? So, anti-establishment IPA, gem-redefining craft beer. Cool. A classic gold pour delivers a burst of new world hops 
to create a cacophony of flavour. They are really hitting it with the bullshit, aren't they? They are. A hit of caramel gives way to giant tropical waves while the exotic undertone dissolves into biting bitter finish. I'm going to quickly look up what they say about... Um, what if the wording was similar? <laughs> Let's have a look. <laughs> Again, nothing on who's actually produced this. No, nothing. No, I just saw that. Just specially produced for. Let's have a little hunt again. Let's find out. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's, in, that's really interesting. Really interesting. Right, okay. So, um, Punk IPA. All right. The, um, so, if you ever look at the back of your can of what anti-establishment says, right, Punk IPA, this is the description straight from Google, uh, from, their, from, Punk, from the Brewdog website. Punk IPA is a beer that kick-started it. This light golden classic, golden classic, <laughs> rather than classic gold, yeah. has been subverted with new world hops, <laughs> an explosion of flavour, bursts of caramel and tropical fruit, with an all-out riot of grapefruit, pineapple, and lychee, proceed a spiky bitter finish. Wow! <laughs> wow! I mean, how close? They've not even had to work that hard, have they, to reword that? That's um. You can that's imagine the marketer, right? Yeah. Well, the advertiser, whoever, graphic designer, writing on the keyboard with a lawyer standing right behind them, just yeah, going. They click the synonyms button several yeah. times. <laughs> okay, so again, so I've gone on to Beer Advocate. So again, it may or may not be accurate as to who has made this. But this has been produced, according to here, by the Hogsback Brewery. A Hogsback? Okay. Mm. Again, I think Liddles have done some stuff at Hogsback. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> A very defining clang. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's, it's, not, it's not horrendous. I don't hate it. The smell is far more pleasant than the actual flavour. It's got a weird coolness about it. I think where the punk IPA is quite like dense and heavy in your yeah. mouth, this feels quite light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it is it's a bit more resiny, I think. It's definitely more bitterness on the finish. So have um Okay, so this is Well it's quite sweet actually. This it is, is interesting. So supermarket giant Aldi, I mean, this is old news now. I'd imagine it's probably old news to you guys. But supermarket giant Aldi have announced Brewdog's new Ald IPA will be soon hitting their shelves. So Brewdog are now making a beer, according to oh, this oh. anyway. When was uh, that written? Last month. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't see it. No, I so 26th of August, so yeah, literally less than a month ago. Okay. Maybe Brewdog founder James Watt revealed a new beer label after a long-running online Twitter feud with the supermarket. Yeah. And then from Aldi's Twitter, if we can get it through quality control, you may have yourself a deal, Brewdog James. Keep an eye out. Brewdog's old IPA should be hitting our shelves soon. We will also plant a tree in Brewdog's forest for every case. Oh, so. I hate that. 
Carb- so, going to be carbon neutral by planting the forest. Yeah, carbon right. negative. Carbon negative. Oh, yeah. Carbon negative. Oh, oh so, wow. Oh, Does this not fuel the conspiracy theory a ton? That's, that's why, um, yeah. It just seems all too perfect. I hope they've done the maths. I hope they've actually worked out exactly how much carbon one new tree creates or doesn't create. <laughs> what about the diggers they use for digging it? Because they're not going to do it by hand, are they? Well, that's that's the more I drink this, the more sweet it becomes. Yeah, but it's not compare that to a punk IPA. It's a shame we should have got a can of that, shouldn't we? In a comparison, we but, side by side, but yeah, a punk IPA is much better quality than that. It's oh, yeah, you get a yeah. good bitterness, you know, it, it's a it does no sweetness. Well, not, I mean, not this sweet, is making me bitter. nervous now for the tall boy that we've got coming next. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're paying an extra well, 30 pence. <laughs> that, that counts for the extra volume, nothing That's more. It. Exactly. Yeah. That's just a large. So, so, yeah, I mean, are we getting the 99p crap in a bigger it's can? Much bigger. Yeah, of course we are. Of course we are. Cool. Yeah. Again, are we being snobs about it? Is this something that's a bit too hipster, a bit too wankery? Are we going because it's okay if I blind tasted these and told you that they're a small independence and told you to rank them? Would you would you rank them differently? Well, that's probably a, that'd be a good thing maybe do in the future is some sort of blind yeah. taste thing. Get four IPAs of different price points, like you know, one talking twelve pounds, one eight pounds, one four pounds, two pounds, one pound. Yeah, rank them. I, re- I reckon the, I, I, there will be a huge, I, I, you know, but my hypothesis is that there will be a huge difference between anything at four pound and upwards. I think well, it's I like everything, that, isn't it? Where you, I you could have that hypothesis. I think it'd be interesting to see the reality of it. Yeah. Like whether you will just notice there'll be like, you'll be able to pick out certain flavors better the further up the food chain, up the yeah. price chain you go. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we'll try that for next time, shall we? Yeah. All right, cool. Done. I'd say it's funny, isn't it, like the, um, <laughs> the scale you use. Like, I've got all these craft beers that aren't craft beers in my fridge. And then what's even more embarrassing in my fridge is I've got a can of Strongbow Dark Fruits. That's <laughs> 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 like... <laughs> I thought like bottom end. <laughs> oh Christ! I'm not even drinking it. I brought it back. That's funny. That's going to sit in there for the next year and a half. Yeah. It's going to turn into brandy. Is it even going to? Gonna... <laughs> oh no! That's not happening. Well. It doesn't have to be brandy. Yeah. Gonna... stepper. Yeah. So the, the final, the final bit, interrupting our. Uh... Our chat about whether craft beer drinkers are actually wankers. The Hop Stepper, Hop Forward uh, Pale Ale. This is the, um, just so you know, it says Founders Batch. Ooh. I don't know what that means. It means it's the Founders Batch, Glenn. Yeah. Lively. <laughs> so, uh, 440 mil. 4.5. And amazingly, absolutely no smell whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely no smell in here as well. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Ooh. Yeah, no, that smells like a bit. I'm getting um, a bit of sulphur. 
Cool. <laughs> a bit of a light tropical nose. A bit lilty. It smells a bit pineapple, a bit like pineapple. Umbungo. Pineapple and passion fruit. Umbungo. Umbungo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it does smell unbungery. Have a taste. I've had a taste. Okay. I'm you have quiet. a very good poker face, Glenn. I have no idea. Well, I can't imagine you love it. but I'm I think His response to it tells me he thinks it's awful. <laughs> but it's the same face that he pulled as the last one. So. Oh, wow. That's... Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> thin air. Yeah. I got mm. nothing. I mean, have they have they successfully produced the first ever tasteless beer? <laughs> I think they have. It is poor. So the hop stepper. This is one pound forty nine. Hop forward pale ale. Yeah. Hop free. <laughs> oh, terrible marketing mistake there, isn't it? Yeah. Crafted in small batches using first gold summit and chinook hop. I mean, this is so. This is also um, hogs back. Who mm. brewed this one? What I would say is, the first gold comes through quite well. The other two. What is that even supposed to be? It's nothing, is it? That is. And aside from literally dipping my nose in it, I get nothing off that whatsoever. I mean, first first gold is a English hedgerow style hop, so you're not going to get anything massive in the front forefront of that. And yet, this is a hop forward beer, so don't use first gold. <laughs> uh, Summit is quite an interesting hop. That's quite citrusy, a bit peppery, a bit spicy, and Chinook should be lovely, citrusy. Um, yeah, should be maybe touches of tropical. Stop it! You're making but, me jealous but, now because none of those things are in this are in this beer at all. Literally, none of that's there. It's almost like they've put them all in the bittering hops and not bothered yeah. with the other. I've never seen Glenn look so disappointed in all his life. Oh yeah, no, but I'll, I will please you just for a second. It is vegan. Ah, uh -huh. great. It. it this is a bit, bit, bit again. This maybe this probably ties back into the whole wankishness of beer. You are in Lidl or Aldi. I like to try craft beer for the first time. They get a can of that. Fuming. No, you wouldn't. I'm be. not gonna have a craft beer ever again. Cheers. Well, I don't know. You might try it and think that's what craft beer is. But they'll try it and think, oh, I get more flavour off my Budweiser. Yeah. Or, or my, my Stella. Well, it, it's mellower. It's easier to drink a, a Budweiser for sure. Like, I'd yeah. drink a Budweiser over that. It's, um... <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean God. That, that just it's... as well be an empty can. Just yeah. as... Right. It is, that, is, that is hot water. That is more hot water than any other beers we've had. I, and... I think hot water is too generous. Take off a hop. Blimey. Like the what? first one, you could there was a there was definitely a hoppishness. So okay, so if now, now we've tried them all, 
we reckon well, that is the worst. Then, the that, boy, that's the worst. The hop stepper. Yeah. Yeah. The one that's supposed to be hoppy is the least hoppy. Then for me, then then the golden whatever it says, I should be twisting and jumping around when I drink spins and flips. Yeah. That. <laughs> then I think the 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 brew dog knockoff. Yeah. Oh really? Hmm. And then I would then go with the free kale works. Yeah. Oh, Which nice. for me wasn't wasn't great, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. It had I a good body. I just think the body was half decent to it. Like, yeah. There was something set, you know. Coach, it coats your tongue a bit, doesn't it? Hmm. You know, go like, yeah, that's all right. I'll tell you what, though, um, Glenn, have, if you've got anything left in your um, freak aleworks one, mm. uh, even just a little dram, have a little taste of it now and tell me what you think. Christ. Oh, hello. There must be a splash. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awful. <laughs> so it's oxidised and gone horrible very quick. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So, you have a mate who comes <laughs> round your house and says, "Look, I'm really looking to try to get into this whole craft beer thing. I've bought, I've gone to Aldi, I've bought or Lidl or well, whatever supermarket, and he's come back with a load of, load of cans of that sort of quality." Mm. We've just been talking about the idea that craft beer drinkers are actually wankers because they laugh, you know, they, they can make non-craft beer drinkers feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you sit there and drink all of that again with them? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but also I'll be telling them stories or but I would, if they've started to go and I'm interested in craft beer, I will go, right, let's have these. And then let's plan a proper day out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would personally, I would, um, I'd drink all of these and then I'd piss into a bucket and then I'd get them to drink that and tell them that's better than what they were going to drink Jeez. from the can. <laughs> that's a scathing. <laughs> so I'm a wanker. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I'd. Um, but th that's the thing, though. This is what I'd, the article's I'd, getting I'd, at. Is I'd, the... On the back, chortle, <laughs> and then go and spend some real money. <laughs> um, yeah, but but then I'd is that not what this article is getting at? Is that at the end of the day, you like what you like, but I, I. I I, I, defy, I, I can't imagine anyone's going to drink this and think, hmm, yum, this is really good. But I, th I think that's the thing, isn't it? That, that there, is, there is beer, and that's fine, but there's also good and bad beer. And I think this is on the lower scale. I'm not going to say it's bad because that's not unfair. That's unfair. But if you like, if you like beer, then no, none of these are good beers. They're, they're not... They're not good beer. You there's can nothing, say it. There's you nothing, can say that they are bad beer. There's nothing. No, I'm not, and I'm not going to say that because I don't think they're terrible, but they're not good. <laughs> Glenn's face would suggest they're otherwise. Terrible. <laughs> but I think, nothing, I, <laughs> if, I think if you made yeah, a beer yeah, like, like that, if I, I made I, a homebrew like that, or if you made a beer like that, okay. Like, if I if I produced a homebrew that tasted like this, I would be over the moon. Yeah, 
Really? Because it's not going to make someone go blind. <laughs> but that would be it. That but would be it. I'd be assuming that I had 50 bottles of it. But I'd yeah. be pleased. Okay, this is a good first attempt. That's <laughs> me. We're talking like, like hogs and brains. Massive brewers. Surely they're not trying this thinking, yeah, we'll tell you what, Audi have got one here. Yeah, they're not. Again, this is probably where the debate goes on about the artwork and the cans and that. It's like, here's what the beer will look like on the outside. Mm. They're not fast on the liquid on the inside. No. Because anti-establishment MPA, but, you know, that... I don't know what that's obviously that's marketed to be, but almost like a, what do you call it? A clone brew of punk IBA. Yeah. That is nowhere near. That is, is homebrew a quality version of a punk IBA. Well, I think, I think that's unfair because I think. Homebrew is it better? <laughs> no, well, no, no. Yeah. Well, I think you're, you're a very established homebrewer. Anyone who doesn't homebrew or doesn't know how to homebrew would be impressed with that as a starting beer. That that is better than what a lot of people can push out as a basic homebrew beer. If, if I going. could get that much flavour out of a homebrew for a first attempt, doing things properly, not from a kit, doing it properly, yeah, yeah. I would be absolutely yeah. delighted. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. Of course you would. But for anyone who knows beer, and this is this is comes down to the whole beer drinkers or bankers, we are because we love what we do and we love what we make. Mm. And if you're a home brewer, particularly. They just do not cut the mustard, but anyone who doesn't do it, and this is the majority of the population, these beers are fine. But is you know? there anything wrong with being a, a beer drinker or a home brewer that has a standard? People still people still drink Carling. I mean, this is that's true. Very, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very true. My point is over right there. <laughs> people drink Carling. Full stop. Yeah. So why are they, these are better? This is better than Carling. <laughs> I would I would rather drink one of these, <laughs> only one of them. I'd rather drink <laughs> one of these uh, over Carling, absolutely. Um, but that's because I'm a beer snob. So you know, I got to be honest. I I am disappointed. Like I've I, I've not even spent a fiver on these beers, and I just wanted to be surprised by one of them. Yeah, I, I mean, wanted to have something and think, bloody hell, like this for a quid is just as good as this one for a, a quid fifty. In or, in Tesco's, is it what three for five pounds? Yeah, yeah, something. three for a fiver. Yeah, so three for a fiver, and you and we know from our hearts that they are earning bugger all on those beers, yeah. but they're selling it by the hundreds of thousands of units, so they're making a bit of money in the long to, in the in the grand scheme. Of things. So if they can get three beers for a fiver and they're proper traditional, or uh, sorry, uh, small-scale craft breweries, why are they pumping out four beers for less than a fiver and they're terrible? What? Why is that <laughs> thing? That's it. Why, doesn't pe- why don't people pay a little bit more, a third more, and have one less can of a beer and actually think it's all right? Even, even dare I mention names... Uh, like the Vocation Brewery, and I think their beer is okay. Um, 
some people say that they're all right as a, as a, as a brewery, and their cans are £1.75. Yeah. I'd much rather pay the extra 50p and get it than, than that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just thinking back to what we've drank, like I, that, the, um, the, 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 the brew dog, the, um, I can't remember what it was called now, the porter, the chocolate oh, porter. That's the best brew dog beer I've had. That's why I tried to educate. Oh, Pauline Porter, um, Quench Quake. Yeah. The zombie? No, the zombie, zombie cake. cake. That's zombie it. Cake. If somebody said, right, you could have a night on this <laughs> or oh. one bottle of zombie cake. I'd have zombie cake. <laughs> I'd have one bottle of zombie cake and go to bed happy. Yeah. And then no, a nursing session. <laughs> I've got to, I mean, I've been having, like, when we've been kind of talking about doing this tonight, I've been thinking, you know what, I've been harsh on Brewdog. And I feel that we bashed Brewdog pretty much from ball one. But they don't produce shit like this. Uh, well, look at look how flat your beer is as well. I know. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. So, £1.50, 4.44. This is a 500ml. So that is a can of tribute. For tribute. people who are going to be watching, listening to this on the podcast... Got a can of tribute mm-hmm. up against a can of air from Lidl. Yeah, this is one pound twenty-five. You know, it's tribute. Yeah, as I say, you can't get much better for one pound twenty-five, can you? Twenty-five mm. p cheaper. You know, it's 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 not. Is it frustrating? To me, it's frustrating as I'm so much. But then, I mean, I would love it to see Tribute in a fancy can. Put put it in this really fancy can, decorate it up, and stick it next to to that one. It, what's going to... I'd just be intrigued to see what would happen. Yeah. Because I, I think with something like Tribute, you could probably sell it by the can for two quid in a nice-looking can, and eventually word would get out that this is actually a really good beer. Yeah. What is that? That's Reg. true, isn't it? Hello, Reg. <laughs> Joined by Lyle's dog, Reg. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> right, isn't it? Look, I just realised, look at my fingers and thumb is, what's that? That is, that is literally, hasn't. it's like, that hasn't been edited but since, like, Microsoft Paint. Yeah. That's Microsoft Paint quality graphic design. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if they cracked on and did something remotely one, modern. Probably one yeah, I mean, could could you imagine tribute in a can that looked like that? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but but it would probably outsell current sales of tribute, or it would yeah. then, if they continued to sell it like that, and then stuck another one in a fancy can and called it something like I don't know, hairy ass IPA or something like that, it would sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it wouldn't be able to call St. Austell as well. That's too traditional. Hmm. Well, well, think think um, with Marston and Ringwood Brewery, uh, they've got Razorback, which is their new name for Ringwood Best. Best. Razorback. They're like Ra- Razorback. What even is that? Well, it's a type of it's a type of ball. It's a, it's a, yeah yeah yeah. But, got, but but that doesn't. It's not because it's a type of ball that they've done it. They've done it because it sounds like a cool name. Hmm. This is a really good example, right? Freak works, but freak ale work. Freak, freak. You're a freak. Mm. You love it because you're a freak. And it's called Phantom Pale Ale. Why? What is the connection with fucking that? 
Adams. Why well, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's no need for a couple yeah. of little cheery faces. But it tells you nothing nice. about what's inside. Nice touch. It tells you if you bought a packet of sausages in the supermarket. And they said that was just like called madness meat. You'd look at it and just be like, I'm not going to buy that. Yeah. I don't know what's in that packet. <laughs> <laughs> but I will buy a can that says freak on it because it looks good. <laughs> Why the difference? Madness meat. <laughs> you can just imagine the advert with like Suggs on the Suggs doing the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Standing behind like a watermelon or something. Yeah. <laughs> Naked. <Yeah. laughs> oh, this is taking a sharp turn. Love it. Well, now we've wrapped up the uh, the chat with our, our craft beer drinkers, wankers, which I don't think we are. We just like what we like and maybe yeah. we need to be a little bit more uh, accommodating to people who are just dipping their toes. So. Yeah, that's it. Education, knowing what is good craft and what is bad. But then we've had discussions before where actually good craft maybe isn't massive. That a lot of it is just it's good beer, bad beer. Yeah. Whereas Lyle doesn't like to use the term bad beer. It's good beer, <laughs> less good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So brings us towards a uh, an end. But first and foremost, we have to kind of work out what our uh, what our crafty uh, current affairs beer is going to be. We need a name for that segment, I must admit, but maybe we can work on that in the, the weeks to come. But so, so what was the, it was the, the, the goat that, that, that ate all of the, the paperwork and then headbutt the police officer. Your task was to create a beer, a name, uh, a, uh, a recipe, so to speak, or at least an ingredient list. And, the the can design so i'll start with you lyle and then we'll see, <laughs> see what you've come up with okay so i had a few options um yeah. i started originally originally with um bar ram blueberry breakfast stout okay um which would be a, a breakfast stout i'll probably use uh, a bit of pastry in there as well <laughs> and it would be thick about six percent um then i went down the road of uh, ga confidential Georgia, um, which would be a straight up uh, sort of pale ale, uh, hoppy, uh, not much in the way of malt going on. And I think I ended up with my favourite, <laughs> which is a, a goat's left auto, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is a GTA. Um, and I think I have to be, I have to, have to be quite radical. So I'd probably go for more of like a west coast bitter style but i think i'd, I'd marry it up with some tropical hops so uh, something a bit resinous but then maybe kind of limey mangoey uh, on the hops um i'll see if i can cut the recipe for you for another time nice and the can Oh, well, the cam, well, the uh, goat theft auto, you know the uh, picture of the goat that uh, shouts to Britney Spears? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be on there. Yeah. Um, that's the one I thought about most. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. I'd have that one. I like that. Big, I like that. It's a big funky font over the top that just yeah. said GTA. Make it look a bit like the old um, uh, GTA sort of font, yeah. but uh, in, in capital letters. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's really kind of cool to have like the can as almost like the old school GTA map. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Bird's eye look down the map, and then there's just a load of goats just sort of dotted around one <laughs> of the map. All right. Yeah. I'll like see if that. I can sort that out. Goat theft auto. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, Glenn, your turn. I've gone for his beer called Head Rush. Yeah. After a goat going over the, after the girl. But, um, Yes. A 7% barrel-aged red cedar, farmhouse-style wild ale. Because red cedar is the native tree, well, like a native tree in Georgia, apparently, according to Wikipedia. Yes. Barrel-aged means that there's going to be good oxidation, and when you have oxidation, that's a very papery taste you have. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Deep, and deep thinking. Yeah, and with this wild ale, there'll be some yeast. Even though with wild ales, you kind of just let it ferment naturally i might just put some yeast from a goat's hair in it as well <laughs> nice oh, oh, gammy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the can design i i only thought of a goat in a car driving with like them angry eyes sort of thing so the red eye the vein. yeah you know okay yeah cool interesting because i i now i mean I don't know if I'm supposed to kind of pick which one I would go for, but for a craft market, I think I would go with Lyle's idea. <laughs> However, for like a slightly more mature drinker, I'd go with Glenn because there's a little bit more substance to it. So, yeah, that's interesting. I'm all about marketing. You've got yeah. to me down there. I'm going to make it look like this. Here's the backstory. It's going to taste really hoppy and almost undrinkably grapefruity. And then, then Glenn's gone, it's going to taste like paper. <laughs> yeah. but, but then you have a full backstory into the, the, like, the history of Georgia as a state and God knows what else. But yeah, good effort from both of you. I, I think I'll call that one a fair draw. In fact, oh, right. I think that's, yeah. So we'll go with one or into next, next, next week's podcast. Um, I shall start scouring already to try and locate a uh, decent story to test you a little bit. No animals this time. Good stuff. Well, obviously, if you've enjoyed it, hit like and all that. Write some nice reviews about us. That would be really good, uh, especially as our first podcast. We want to get want to get the word out there. Share it. Allow other people to listen to us. And uh, yeah, have a good week. Have a good weekend and everything else. And talk to you all soon. See you later. Yeah.